0: Hi, I'm Begum Kaya, and this is SEO in 2023.
1: Begum, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023?
0: Wearing the data science hat more as an SEO. So part of being an SEO is being a data scientist in disguise, and we take the data science and data analysis steps one by one unknowingly, actually. I've been doing SEO for smaller websites, so I didn't think much on trying to figure out how to work on bigger data sets, but as I progressed in my career and as the simple tasks become more complex, I started questioning how good I am at deriving conclusions, especially as I'm working with bigger data sets. We keep talking about how being data-driven is incredibly important, but I started questioning whether we are really d- driven by data, and if we are, how good we are at it, and how good are we at analyzing and interpreting data. This was the main consideration that I had recently, and I just dipped my t- dip my toes in Python, mostly for data analysis and automating some of the tasks that I do on a daily basis. I should pay my respects to Ibrahim Okunshin Elias.bus for that, I think. So yeah, my biggest tip to get ready for SEO in 2023 is getting ready for the data revolution in SEO and wearing the data scientist hat more often.
1: So is there a particular process or way of working that an SEO can learn from a data scientist?
0: As I said, we take the data analysis steps without knowing them, actually. And there are five main steps to data analysis. The first one is defining the questions you have an identified problem or tasks that you want to analyze your current situation and ask the right questions to define your goals. Uh, and we do that on a b- daily basis. And that, is, that might come from our clients even. Uh, then we collect the data to be able to present something against that and do our analysis. Uh, We gather data from Google Search Console, Google Analytics, other third-party tools, and taking advantage of APIs and other automation tools makes this process more efficient. Then we clean the data, and once that's done, uh, we start analyzing the data. And this part might drill some people from the conversation, so I'll keep it quick, but there are different models that you can use to derive analysis uh, for the specific task at hand. We sometimes that takes the form of keyword research, and sometimes it's internal linking, etc. But uh, when it comes to doing this via data science, this varies from descriptive analysis to diagnostic analysis or predictive analysis. Don't get too stuck on these. Of course, I have to mention Lazar Nisto here, uh, since she's the queen of data analysis and machine learning. I'm quite impressed and influenced by her. And she has executed and shared many common data analysis scenarios that you can think of already when it comes to SEO analysis. Uh, then she helps us interpret, visualize, and share the results. That's actually the fun part within our SEO processes, because whether you are using data science in this process or not, after efficiently analyzing your data, you have to communicate the output with the stakeholders. And actually, we use Data Studio quite often. And that's actually some part of it. But yeah, as I said, like, it's something that we're doing already. And we have to become kind of better at it, because the data that we have to deal with is getting bigger and bigger each day.
1: So I've got a few follow up questions based upon what you shared there. Uh, Firstly, um, you talked about defining the question. Um, How do you ask the right question to define your goals?
0: Yeah, I'm still learning to ask the right questions because like, I don't speak developer, I don't speak bots as well. So it can be a difficult process, but identifying what your end goal is, for example, getting all your data from Search Console and trying to merge that data with some sort of rank tracking tools data like position tracking, you get them all together and you identify what you need to do within that process through data analysis and everything comes together and you just found an easier and faster way to do that without using spreadsheets or any other solutions.
1: And in terms of collecting data, do you just collect all the data that's available to you or do you actually determine only specific types of data to collect?
0: I think getting all the data that you can get is one of the worst things that you can do in this analysis because then you have to clean the data. So when it comes to identifying what you want to do and how you're going to do it, keeping that goal in the mind and then trying to find the best data sets that you can get your hands to is the most vital step. There you can, for example, let's take Google Search Console data. There are thousands of keywords there and some of them we don't really care about. Some of them are just typos, etc. And some of them are in our Search Console report, even though we don't really care about those keywords. So excluding all those from your data set is going to give you a better analysis at the end. So keeping that in mind is very important.
1: And what are you looking to take out when you clean data?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I think it I don't want to say it, but it depends. (laughs) The irrelevant data, the data that has errors, we should take those out, the repetitive data that we take out as well. You can actually think of data analysis as a way we haven't learned yet, but executing everything that we do on Excel and more. For example, when you get your data in spreadsheets, you just remove duplicates, you get rid of the data that is not suitable, For you, you take them out, but here when it comes to the data analysis, there are models that you can use to get rid of that possibly error data that you can get rid of. And on top of that, yeah, based on your analysis, whatever you're looking for, anything that doesn't serve you, just get rid of it. It sounded like a mindfulness session.
1: And you mentioned the words analysis there, and you also a couple of minutes ago mentioned different types of analysis that you can do. What's the best starting point for SEOs?
0: wow that's a good question david i think that also depends on the analysis that you're doing because when you're doing keyword research versus crawling those change for example you can crawl your website through python and anything that you're going to do there is going to be different from the one that you get or your keyword data so that you can slice it down so yeah i think it's very dependent on your task
1: So I think traditionally many SEOs, now. I I would certainly think that data science is more of an enterprise SEO thing, but um, Mm -hmm. that's not the case anymore. Um, You you think that data science should be an approach that's approached by SEOs working in SMEs?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, One would think that it it applies to enterprises more than it does to small and medium businesses since the data sets are larger in comparison. But wearing a data scientist hat more often helps all kinds of businesses. And frankly, in an SEO setting, the data science team would take off the burden of coding from you as an SEO, but delivering your story and communicating the goals clearly among the teams is still on you. So it's the best part to at least have an understanding of what can be done with the help of data science. And when it comes to working with smaller businesses, you'll mostly be doing the analysis and data science is going to save you time, help you focus more on your strategy and handle the heavy lifting for you so that you can provide better results for your clients. But yeah, I feel like data science is something that we can use on all sizes of businesses regardless.
1: So can this SEO embracing of data science help SEOs with communicating with other departments in the business? And if so, how does it do that?
0: I think when it comes to communication, it's still very much dependent on your communication skills, but data science can help you drive more meaningful results from your data set. And I mean, that's going to save you time so that you will have more time to think about how to put it for different teams within your organization, let's say.
1: Okay, okay, good stuff, good stuff. So how often should this data scientist type approach be part of um, regular SEO activities? Is this something that is is only done maybe once a quarter or so just to, to to benchmark where they are? Or does this really need to be ingrained into day-to-day activities?
0: I think it depends on how you are going to use it. Because at the moment, actually, I didn't think that I would use it that often, but right now, even... I am using it to crawl XML sitemaps and get the status codes in bulk rather than typing everything in, screaming frog each time. So it can help you do these repetitive tasks much more easily and faster. So if you are going to take that route to use it to automate some of your tasks, you can definitely use it daily. But what you want to do is to like, analyze the data that you have at hand, then you might use it less regularly, let's say.
1: And can this actually have a measurable impact on your SEO success?
0: I would say that it may indirectly affect your SEO success because you are going to be able to derive accurate and meaningful conclusions from your analysis based on your data set. But mostly it doesn't really affect your capability as an SEO and what you know as an SEO. But rather than identifying your goals and using data science to do what you are doing in a better way. What I mean by better is actually faster and sometimes more meaningful uh, because human error is there all the time and when analyzing big data sets our minds can wonder and we may not be able to see the whole picture but data analysis models are helping us identify the gaps and like where we are missing etc so yes when it comes to the analysis and identifying next steps it can help you uh, become a better seo and measure the effects of your work easily but i find it more useful when it comes to finding more time to spend on strategy rather than execution or understanding data in mostly better and new ways and there is definitely some time that you save on projects so that you can keep learning seo in other ways
1: so you've shared what seo should be doing in 2023 now let's talk about what seos shouldn't be doing so what's something that's seductive in terms of time but ultimately counterproductive what's something that seos shouldn't be doing in 2023
0: I think it can go for anyone, but not keeping up with what's new and lacking cooperation with other channels because our industry is still evolving and is pretty much influenced by the recent developments in digital sphere that's why it's vital for us to keep curiosity not only because what we're doing is exciting but also because the world moves a little bit faster sometimes and keeping close contact with other marketing channels is helping us have that integrated strategy for our brands that is going to positively affect everyone in the end let's say
1: Begum Kaya is finder and SEO consultant at PK Solutions, and you can find her over at BegumKaya.com. Begum, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023.
0: It was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at SEOin2023.com.